Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Girls podcast. I'm your host, Prashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is July 25th, and it's a brand new Monday. You know, it feels like these weeks just fly by so fast. Andres, how are you doing this week? I am doing great. Um, you know, last week was a little bit busy with, uh, you know, starting to wrap up my practicum. Um, so getting busy, getting things done, handing things in, and thinking kind of like ahead of things just so that I can wrap up part of the project before my practicum ends and then have set up what comes after so that we're ready for that. So a little bit busy on that end, but other than that, still enjoying the Montreal summer. That's honestly um, such a, there's always something to do, which I truly, truly enjoy. Um, but yeah, that's what's up over here on my end. How would you be sharing? What's going on? Nothing much. Um, like I, you know, like I mentioned last week, it's been like last so last couple of weeks, but I think I'm okay with that because the rest of the summer is gonna be pretty hectic and all over the place. So I don't mind just having a couple mellow weeks here and there, you know, just do my day-to-day work and then my day-to-day walks. And then just anything else I can find around the house. A lot of cleaning has been done in the last little bit. Oh, don't tell me about that. I'm currently packing. Um, so, again, yeah, a year later, I'm packing again. It's crazy. It's actually almost exactly a year later, right? Yeah, almost exactly a year later. It's like, honestly, time has flown by. So, uh, yeah, I'm very yeah, excited. Excited yeah. for the new place. That's crazy. And, you know, even talking about cleaning and packing, what am I, I think I've talked about this before in the episodes, but I hate doing the dishes and the dishes pile up so much, even though it's just me living by myself. I don't know how that happens. And I, like my meals aren't, aren't like, I don't use a thousand things, but like, I guess I don't wash it every day. You know, I let it soak in the sink for a couple of days and then do it. But sometimes some weeks I just get super lazy so I start stacking like most of it in the dishwasher, but then the pots and pans start stacking in the sinks. I'm like, at the end of the week, I'm just like, oh, this is so much. Oh, yes. I That's like between laundry and dishes, those are my two least favorite things. Like I'm okay dusting off things, vacuuming, everything, everything except for dishes and laundry. Hate them with like a great passion. Yeah, I, for myself, I don't mind laundry too much because... Once you put it down there, you can just do your other things. Mm-hmm. But say, like um, cleaning the dishes, it's like you have to actively be there because like not everything you can put in the dishwasher, right? So it's like, oh, and especially those pots and pans that you use like on a daily basis. Oh, it gives you headaches. Oh, yes, I know. It's oh, the dishes, even with a dishwasher still, it is. It is a little bit of a headache. Uh, anyways, Prashank, what did you learn this week? So this past week, um, like I mentioned last week, I'm going on my trip at the end of this Friday for the next couple of weeks. But as I was doing some cool, you know, trip planning on Google Excel or Google Sheets, sorry, and Google Maps, I, f- I came across this really cool trip planning website. Mm-hmm. It's called Wanderlog, W-A-N-D-E-R-L-O-G.com. There's a pro version and free version. Of course, I'm just using the free one just to, for now, just to check it out. But it's really cool because you can build an it itinerary there, mm-hmm. and it lays out everything for you. And then if you have the pro version, if you're doing like you know walking things, seeing around the city, you can optimize their 
routes and just put all the hotels in there and then you can share it with other people if you know you know if you're doing a trip with other people and then you can even have a budget thing so it was actually really cool and i haven't used it too much i just started using it literally like the other day yeah of course i always like my own like you know personal excel files or my google sheets and my maps on google maps but even then like i think this is a really cool feature that i'll start using a little bit more because it makes it easier to know like you know the distances between the different places around the city or the driving distances where you know i do use google maps for the most part but this one it lays out everything right there and it's a little bit more intuitive i guess That's nice. I love to hear. I should probably try it out whenever yes I start planning bigger trips again. definitely try it out let me know what you think and then i'll let you know what i think after i've used it i'm, I'm using it right now obviously i still prefer my old school method but obviously these days with you know technology and things improving it's pretty easy and i think this also has an app for the phone i haven't got the app yet but i will and let's see how it's on the maybe it's better on the app too so Perfect. Yeah, let me know and we'll go from there. exactly sandra so what did you learn this week What I learned this week, uh, it's not something that I learned, but I kind of like, in a certain way, the, uh, once again, went into a rabbit hole, uh, you know, uh, not to spoil anything for future episodes, but um, I was listening to some Senate hearings and uh, the amount of disinformation people have. Uh, it's just incredible. So I just learned how people in a certain way twist around words and try to, uh, what everyone is now referring to, mental gymnastics <laughs> in order to uh, make information fit their argument. But it's just so, so wrong that honestly, it's mind blowing how people like go to an extent of manipulating and interpreting things in a, such a way to make fit their argument that Honestly, it's it is uh, it is concerning that they do that, you know. So uh, I think some people might have watched the video about it. Uh, one of it was about um, about this law professor uh, in a certain way educating and really having a good clapback to Senator Hawley. So that was a good one to watch, and then learning a little bit more of that. And then the other one was in the House. Uh, I don't remember the name. But he was a Democrat and he, in a certain way, used his witness about abortion and to school the other witness about abortion. So, yeah, the amount of this information, man, it's mind blowing. Yeah, I think we've talked about that in the, one of the past episodes. And obviously, that'll be like, you know, a good talking point again in the future. But definitely, that's that's interesting to see. I haven't really caught up with the Senate hearing these days. I used to be big into it the last couple of years, but these days I haven't. So maybe I'll get back into it slowly. Yeah, honestly, those two clips are the most uh, from this past, like this past couple of weeks that have been very outstanding just because uh, they're very good clapbacks uh, and done in a very tasteful way. So that's pretty interesting. So, Andres, what are we talking about this week? This week, we're kind of like taking a little bit of a delete on uh, kind of like what we were talking last week, you know, alternate universes and all things like out there, very cosmic and all of that. Um, and this week we're gonna touch base a little bit, which I think for everyone that is brown can relate a little bit more to. And that's um, religion and spirituality. I think it's something that really 
comes into a lot of brown people's lives. So we just wanted to talk a little bit about it. Absolutely, Sandra. As I guess, you know, starting off, how spiritual are you? How religious are you? You know, um, and what I guess for the listeners that don't know, for even for the listeners that do know, what religious do you follow? And you know, let's let's hear it. All right. Yeah. So I am. Um, I am. I consider myself a spiritual and religious person. Uh, throughout the episode, we'll you'll probably let us like explain to you a little bit and like from our perspective the difference between both of them because uh, being spiritual does not mean being religious and being religious somewhat means being spiritual but not to the same extent. Uh, but I consider myself both a spiritual and religious person. Um, I, I was raised Catholic, um, so I'm still uh, I still see myself as a Catholic person. Uh, but in a certain way, I'm in the boundary of Catholicism and I'm being agnostic. So for those out there that don't know what agnostic is, is basically agnostic is you still believe in God. Uh, you still believe in a higher power. Uh, you just don't really believe in what the church has to say about it or follow the rules of the church. Um, and I say I'm in mean, the intersection of both those two just because there's still some decorum, some traditions, and some things from being Catholic that I still follow uh, now to my day-to-day, but there's things that I don't agree with and things that I rather not practice anymore. So that's where I make my distinction. So I mean, kind of like that intersection, but yeah, definitely a religious and spiritual person. How about you, Prishang? What's your, what's your uh, spiritual slash religious uh, background and relationship with? So yeah, having you know born and raised in Nepal, obviously um, I am a Hindu, and for those that don't know, I think Hindu is like the third biggest religion in the world, mostly thanks to India, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but Nepal, yeah, I think like eighty to ninety percent of Nepalese are Hindus, and then there's some Buddhists, and then like other smaller religions, of course. So. You know, going back to my younger days, obviously, my grandparents on both sides are pretty religious, I'd say, like, especially my dad's side, they're very strict religious because they don't eat meat, uh, they don't eat garlic or onion, you know, they don't drink or smoke or anything like that. And then on my mom's side, the my grandma, she's a little bit religious, not as hardcore as, you know, my dad's side, but still pretty religious. And then going to my parents, my mom, she's somewhat religious, my dad, a little bit more but, uh, you know, growing up, I mean, they never forced me to be religious. I mean, we went to the temple or the mandir, as we call it. Mm-hmm. You know, every back in Nepal, obviously, there's, you know, mandirs everywhere. So you just go whenever you feel like. But once you move out of there, you know, you go, you try to find a mandir that's close to your house. So in Regina, we do have a Hindu mandir by the temples. Oh, by the, sorry, by the airport. Yeah. So we I used to go there, you know, every Sunday. You go to the Sunday classes there. And that's where I met, you know, a couple of cool, my my friends even to this day that I talked to, met them there, participated in pay, plays and, you know, con- like speech, speaking contests and things like that. So really like my my religious background, I guess it's been passed down from my grandparents and my parents. Um, I consider myself a little bit religious. Like I do believe there's a higher power and I do believe in the, in the Hindu, you know, gods and goddesses because, yeah, we are... Uh, polytheistic religion uh, aka many gods but i don't know like i i don't i do pray and i go to a temple even now you know but 
I'm not fully, fully religious to, you know, where I follow the, all the laws and guidelines strictly like my grandparents do. But I do believe, obviously, there's some kind of higher power out there, whether it's Hindu gods or other gods. Like, you know, I think that's one of the cool things that I've learned about Hinduism over the years. It is a little bit more tolerant, but of course, there's always going to be extremism in any religion. Oh yeah, there's there's just so many, so many things right out there that, and so many beliefs and just the spectrum of where religious lie. It's very broad. Absolutely, and like I think for me personally, like religion. I mean, I'm pretty science. Like I'm science oriented. Obviously, you know, I did STEM. <laughs> same here. Same here. <laughs> so, like you know, I believe in all the things that science teaches us, such as. evolution and you know so many things that where religion comes into my like worldview i guess is where science fails to you know recognize something that's where i say okay maybe got that's where like the higher powers come in so give an example you know like okay gravity exists science says gravity exists and this is a formula for it you know Mm Mm-hmm. but we can't always answer how did gravity come into play right or maybe like obviously we know it's there but we don't know why it's there like you know those we talked about it a little bit last episode those existential crisis questions that you ask i think that's where you have to look into like religious and faith to kind of be like okay mayb
you know, if you're of a certain religion, uh, you do not believe in science and like putting very things that are very compartmentalized into different categories that in a certain way feel very different. But at the same time, they're basically sometimes the same and they're not mutually exclusive. Like, you know, um, you may not believe in, in God or in a higher power. And at the same time, you may not believe in science. You know, it doesn't mean like if you don't believe in science, so not, it's not an either or situation. It's more of an end situation, right? Um, so, and I think, I mean, everyone has their own thought process and that's where I feel like it fails to, some people fail to distinguish between uh, being religious and being spiritual. Uh, sometimes what uh, being spiritual means is just connecting, uh, connecting with yourself at a different level that it's outside of uh, the physical and biological realm and you, uh, you're just in a certain way checking in, I don't know, in your soul. Uh, there's people that for them being spiritual is making sure that they go somewhere and they, uh, they check and see how, you know, if their chakras are aligned or if they're in the right place or not. Um, some people go and prefer to have oral readings and that's how they express their spirituality. You know, it's just uh, something spiritual is something that it's outside in a certain way from you're in a certain way still considering something outside of the regular, like the regular realm, the regular physical realm, uh, something that you might not be able to explain, um, something that you look out for comfort to. And then when it comes to religion, it's just, uh, it is a set of doctrines um, that you choose to follow that they're more structured uh, and they are in a certain way dictating more of kind of like how you live, uh, how you live your life on a daily basis based on based on kind of like the doctrine that you choose to follow uh, from there. And some religions are more open, uh, others are more strict. Uh, so it really depends what, what you're kind of like, in a certain way, what you be, what you were raised with, and uh, kind of like what your point of view is in terms of like what being spiritual and being religious is. Exactly. So, Andres, I guess looking back, do you think obvious? I like obviously this is I think an obvious answer, but you know, do you think you got influenced by your parents to be a little bit more religious, or did you just choose that on your own, like as you grew older? Uh, I think for me, it's a little bit of a mixed journey. Uh, I mean, at the very beginning. Uh, it was very, um, I would say during my elementary school years, it was a little bit more, not first upon, but I ended up going, like I ended like I am, a, I am a product of, from a Catholic school. Uh, I went to elementary Catholic school. So of course, like in there, like we had religion class every week. We had masses, um, a lot of things. Like we prayed every morning, a very religious environment. Um, so in a certain way, that did influence a little bit of kind of like what was right, like influencing myself in a way of what was right, what was wrong, um, based on kind of like what the Christian Catholic faith tells you to. Um, but then from my parents' side, like, yeah, we went to church, but we didn't go to church that often. Uh, every so often we'll go. We will, of course, still celebrate the major holiday, like Catholic holidays, but... Uh, yeah, and then as I continued to be raised, my parents in a certain way started becoming a little bit more faithful, a little bit more in a certain way, um, starting to take a little bit more of the faith in them. Uh, part of it was just because um, 
I mean, some of my uncles and my grandmother belong to this Christian group. I won't talk more about it because I disagree with a lot of their thoughts and their doctrine. Um, but it's not like I, yeah, it's just very complicated, but they're very attached to their faith. And then a lot of our uncles, uh, everyone was Catholic at some point, but then they transitioned uh, to being uh, Christian, uh, which is not the same. Uh, every Catholic in a certain way, just as a sidebar, uh, every Catholic is Christian because at the end of the day, we do believe in Jesus Christ, but not every Christian is a Catholic, very different. Uh, so very different things in there. Uh, so a lot of them move from being part of the Catholic church. They move to being Christian uh, and they started going more to the temple and all of that. So then for my parent, like, especially for my dad, my mom has always been very religious. Um, but for my dad, it kind of like stem up to like, well, everyone is doing their own thing. Why are we doing? And then my mom is like, well, I've been doing my own thing. You just don't have anyone to join on it. And that's okay. So uh, as we started going, as I was more into high school, uh, that's when we, in a certain way, started getting involved in the church, going to mass, this, this, or that. Um, and then um, there was a period, of the, like, probably my first two years of university, in which I was just very like, no, uh, probably not my cup of tea, do not want this, blah, blah, blah. Still believe. Like, but I wouldn't mark, like at that time I was full on agnostic, will not mark down uh, anything Catholic with me or whatever. And then, I don't know, for me, then it's kind of like a full circle moment because then being by myself in a foreign country, well, yeah, I have my parents support, I have friends support, but still nothing. Uh, in a certain way, I, for myself, I had to grab onto something that will give me hope in a way. And in a certain way, that way I started going back to what I was taught during elementary school, what I had heard um, during mass, and this idea of a higher power, this idea of God. And it's a way because we grew up religious uh, in a certain way of the celestial court, angel, guardian angels having my, because I didn't grow up with some of my uh, grandparents, uh, in a certain way, the idea of grandparents protecting me while I was, was still away. Uh, from my family, but knowing that somehow family was still with me um, on a higher end. Uh, so that kind of like idea, something to bring me hope for like a journey that I was embarking was still being young, uh, in a certain way brought me back to being a little bit more religious, going back into the Catholic faith and all of that, but from a different perspective, because in a certain way, at some point I was full agnostic, full, and then in that way, I was able to take things that really resonated with me from the Catholic Church and then put away things uh, just because at the end of the day, man-made, there's things that I don't agree with from the Catholic Church. So then uh, in a certain way, I can put them away now that I'm a little bit more uh, mature, grown up, have my own thoughts. <laughs> but yeah, full on circle went from being raised in a very Catholic family uh, and a very Catholic environment at school to not really being religious at all, not even spiritual, uh, a little bit spiritual, but not a lot. And then coming back circle to being someone that is more spiritual and religious. But that's, once again, because of the life journey that I've embarked, uh, like I said, needed some hopes, given, needed something to explain why I was doing this, uh, which for some people might say I'm a little bit like, well, you're doing it because you want to do a better future. Yes, all of that. But 
for me was an idea of like, why did I end up choosing this? Uh, so needed a little bit of like guidance into it. And somehow spirituality and religion provided me some of the answers that I needed. But yeah, that's that's me in the realm of spirituality and religion. Yeah, that's pretty cool because I feel like even for me, like I think obviously growing up in a Hindu household, you know, like that was the first one that was taught to me. And then over the years, I learned about other ones. But I think my parents, like, you know, like I said, they never forced me to be religious. So, like, I feel like if I would have converted, maybe they wouldn't have been happy, but they wouldn't have, like, right straight up disowned me. Um, but then as I grew older, I kind of, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't mind religion because sometimes, like you said, it does answer questions where you can't find answers otherwise. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I like about it. And you know, just even comparing the religions, like, you know, everyone follows their own religion for whatever ways, but every religion has, you know, their pros and cons. And obviously the cons for most religion is extremism, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you look at um, Christianity and the extremism there or Islam and um, the extremes there or even Hinduism and the extremes there. feels like there's only, there's very few, few religions that don't have extremism. But even like, you know, some of the, quote-unquote nicer religions such as buddhism or some of the ancient chinese ones of course they have their extremists as well so i think with religious and like anything in life you know like as as cliche as it is it it's in moderation of course like you know so you can't take things out of context from you know thousands of years old scriptures and make it fit how you want it you just have to be able to you know do good and i think even though I'm Hindu, I kind of like that in Buddhism is, you know, just do good, like do good karma. That's, I think that's one rule I live by. And even growing up, I used to tell my friends, you know, I'm Hindu, but I do believe a little bit more of the Buddhist teachings because it makes more sense just in, you know, we, we have seven point some billion people on earth and, you know, you don't have to go out of your way to harm anyone else. Just do your own thing, make yourself happy without harming other people. And I think that's just, the best way to live life and and i think that's also where you know growing up i would have discussions with my friends all the time it's christianity you know islam judaism those are abrahamic religions um the western religions i guess and they have more strict guidelines that you have to follow whereas the eastern religions you know whereas hinduism buddhism or any of those eastern ones it's more of way of a life like even hinduism it's it's not a pure religion as per really as it is a way of life mm -hmm. and i guess you know if you know the history of buddhism they refined hinduism even more and so i think for me religion was never about like following strictly it's doing as much as you can given what you have and what you want to do in life yeah and i think a lot of it comes to i think the concept of religion at the end of the day a lot of it comes down to that um to, in a certain way, telling you how to live life so that, in a certain way, depending on the religion, you end up in the afterlife in a better place, you know? Uh, and I think something of that comes every single time I learn about a new religion. And, you know, I think, like we've been explaining, each one of us have a, have a different relationship with it. Um, and it's okay. Uh, everyone has their own experience. I just don't like when general groups are targeted just based on religion. Because uh, sometimes, like we said, there's extremism to it, but it's just uh, the way that it's portrayed sometimes, uh, like at least for me, is that a lot of people sometimes mark certain religions higher than others. 
which is completely not okay. It's not right um, because all religions uh, have their, like you said, they have their pros or have their cons, uh, and different religions develop and come up, uh, uh, like come up based on different circumstances that people are living or based on what histories, what happened, what was happening throughout history. And uh, let's just remember that religion is a lot of them are very old concepts, very, they're very old doctrines that have been passed through thousands or, or hundreds of years, right? So uh, it takes a little bit of that to explain it. Um, but it, when it comes to that extremism, let's just, in a certain way, keep in mind that not only certain religions are extreme, there's other religions that are very extreme. We just don't like to call it that because in a certain way, we don't want to see ourselves put into that perspective that our religion is that, and there's no higher religion or anything. And if someone's not religious, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. And I've seen a lot of that, I've seen a lot of people that are like, oh, if you don't believe in God, then uh, in a certain way, you're less than us, or you are, uh, you don't know what's good or what's bad. And that's not true. <laughs> in a certain way like yes uh, some people can be a spiritual and um, and they believe in something they just don't believe in God in a way um, and that's completely completely fine there's nothing wrong with that in a certain way in religion from how I see it is we put a name to something uh, to that higher power we name it God um, and to anything that is kind of like we cannot explain, we put we put a name to it, we put a label to it. Um, but then when someone's spiritual, they do believe in a higher power. They just don't put a name on it. They just know it's either an entity, it's either a force, or it's something out there. They just don't label it like we do in in a religious context. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with you. Like. I think that's one of the things I don't like about religious too much is when other people try to force you to believe their way. And, you know, I think that goes with a lot of things, not just obviously religion is when someone says, oh, you have to think this way. But it's like, no, like, you know, there's so many ways of thinking that, you know, as long as you're not harming anyone, I think you're you're, free, you're allowed to free, uh, you know, freely think about whatever you want. And religion also plays in that where obviously, you know, some things obviously you can't take out of context and change just because you want to. But for the most part, if you're not really harming anyone, you know, and you interpret a religious scripture a certain way, that's perfectly fine, I think, because like, it, you know, religion, most religions were created thousands of years ago. So, and, you know, we weren't there when, you know, whether it's Jesus, Allah, or, you know, Buddha was there to see what they had to say. We had to rely on, you know, voice, like people's words over time, people's scriptures over time. So things change, context change. So I think, you know, as long as you're not harming anyone, you do your own thing and let others be. And if they don't want to be religious, that's perfectly okay. Exactly. And with that, um, something for everyone to kind of like sit down and think about is just how open-minded you are about certain religions or about certain groups. Uh, I mean, with that, when we're talking about extremism, when we talk about cults, that's an entire other conversation. It, every religion has had their cults and will have their cults. And that's very different that a cult is very, it has a manipulative point of view. Um, so that's, uh, 
different conversation <laughs> when someone uh and i like some people using religion in order to start a cult also that has happened there's very tragic histories and stories about that um but yeah religion is just like think about kind of like what are your thoughts about it and i can say that from like my own growing and like i can speak from my own experience only but you know growing up in mexico which is a very catholic country i mean all latin america we are very catholic and that's just because we were conquered by spain which is also a very very catholic country um so we all of our conquer like conquer, conquest period was heavily influ uh, inf influenced by religion and um that thing of like um being part of our like since they we were conquered in the 1500s uh that has in a certain way formed part of our culture formed part of our traditions there's religion embedded almost everywhere you look around in mexico or anywhere in latin america um and very devout people so that's the environment i grew up in um so thinking about other religions like in mexico city there's a part of the city that has like a very big jewish population um so kind of what the thoughts around like kind of like what being jewish meant well they're very different to kind of like the thoughts and the way jewish people are perceived uh when i come to when i came to canada uh the perceptions from one country to another of what being jewish meant are uh, very different uh from what i was accustomed to and of course uh in mexico uh we knew about uh islam because we're taught about it uh and muslim people and but in a certain way uh, we're never exposed to it because the amount of people that practice um islam in mexico or in latin america is very very low um and if we have middle eastern people in mexico that their heritage heritage is middle eastern a lot of them are syrian or lebanese which they do have a very high also christian and catholic population so those are kind of like the middle eastern people that if they come to mexico or latin america usually we they are christian or catholic very like i said very small amount of muslim people uh, so for me, Islam uh, didn't, like in a way, the only information I was ever fed from Islam and from Muslims was very what was portrayed on the media. And we all know how they are portrayed in the media. So that's never made a completely rational thought about it, never had an opinion about it when I was growing up. Uh, but the main thing I ever had in my thought process was like, it seemed like a very restrictive religion, very prohibitive, very controlling. But coming to Canada, my experience of having friends now that are kind of close to me that are Muslim and just comparing to what their lifestyle is, learning more about their religion has completely changed my thought of view, my point of view, how I think about Islam, how I think about someone being raised Muslim, completely different point of view like completely changed my point that sometimes when I go home, I have to be correcting people because they still have that notion that is fed to us about, about it. And it's just incredible. And the more, in a certain way, you look into it, you know, I see their relationship and I see the concepts and stories that Christians, Catholics, Jewish, and Muslim people, we share. Because in a certain way, not to get too theoretical here, but we, in a certain way, we have the same roots we just, uh, we just, in a certain way, there's so many divisions about it, but we all have the same origin in a certain way. Um, so in terms of where our 
doctrine comes from. Um, so it's interesting to hear some of like the stories that are told in the Quran. Um, they're also told in the Bible and they're, they're told in the Torah. Um, so that like really opened up the mind to like, we're very similar, just later on turns out to be something different, but we have similar stories and then talking to friends that are Hindu or things like that. There are certain stories that also seem very similar. So it just puts your thought into mind. It's like, because these are things that happened thousands of years ago. It's like, were things being fed through civilization? Were stories being shared because of migration and the caravans and the trade between Europe and the Middle East? And at that point, were stories being shared from one culture to another that they started in a certain way engraving themselves into different religions, you know? So just there's so much similarity sometimes between religion, but just the way it ha they have been fed and being taught to us makes us think of them in a very distinctive way when at the end of the day, I think a lot of them have uh, the same purpose in mind. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, obviously it won't happen because there's so many different messages. But, you know, I feel like most religions are all or, you know, for the most part, they have similar histories or similar things to do. Right. Basically do good. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's the main, like, the main lesson you, in it. Exactly. If you have to pick an overall arcing theme for all religion is do good. Don't harm others. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, inherently, I think all religions yeah, they do mean well, but obviously with over time and with bad actors, obviously, you know, people that just want to see the world burn, they kind of mess it up for the rest of us who are, you know, somewhat religious, but that just want to seek faith where, you know, we can't normally. Exactly. And like I, like I think that's the perfect term, faith. I think faith is a form of spiritualism, you know? Yep, absolutely. I, I agree with you on that. And I think that's kind of like, I don't know. And once again, I think like we were mentioning on the past episode, that's where a lot of um, that uh, that intersection from generations is at uh, in a certain way for, for our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, the idea of a spiritualism is very tied up to the idea of religion. And that's the only way to be spiritual. Uh, whereas the newer generations like millennials, Gen Zs, and all that, uh, I would say probably more millennials than Gen Zs. Um, I think from my experience working with Gen Zs, a lot of it, either they're not spiritual or they're just complete atheists or like they just don't really care about it. But with a lot of millennial friends, I because we were raised in a certain way in like a religious slash spiritual manner and culture and morals, uh, there's a lot of people trying to stick their own spirituality in different ways. Uh, we see people in a certain way. I see it a lot with my generation and older people, like friends of my older brother, kind of like moving from one religion to another, trying to find what speaks to them. And in a certain way, a lot of my friends now, they are in a certain way, they're like, yeah, we believe in a higher power. You just don't believe in the church. And a lot of them are consider themselves agnostics. Uh, so I think there's like that's the big intersection that now we can separate both terms, whereas other generations they seem to have them hand in hand. Yep, exactly, and I think that's a great way to sum up, you know, our, our generation and future generations' religious views versus the old, you know, like our parents and things. Yeah, and I think like I mean it's part of that evolution of thinking, right? Kind of like where people 
uh, in a certain way are not saying that our parents and their generation were were not critical thinkers, but it was a lot more of like a status quo, uh, but based on kind of like everything they have lived through. Uh, and you can see it because, uh, you know, there were still big movements done when for our parents' generations. Uh, and there's reason to stay on the status quo for a bit. And then, you know, now it's back again the time to shake up that status quo. And it ended up being our generation that, uh, that in time, we're just in that time period that seems the right time to do it. And, you know, whatever you decide to call, uh, either you decide to call that higher power just a force, or if you decide to call it Allah, or you decide to call it God, um, as long as like, you, like you said, not harming anyone, and you're trying to do good to uh, everyone on earth, uh, I think, um, whichever way you want to do it, uh, just doing it in that way. And as long as not forcing it up upon anyone, like, I don't force being Catholic upon anyone, as the way I will not like people to force upon me uh, their views. And sometimes that's where I conflict a lot, especially with family back home, because once again, very religious family, uh, very religious country. Uh, people trying to, in a certain way, force me into believing something or force me certain beliefs that I'm just like, nope, not gonna agree with that. And you can be my dearly beloved cousin, still would not believe with you with that. and. Or you can be my grandma, but I will disagree with that. And I would rather not have a conversation about it in order to not hurt anyone. So yeah, it's just a really big point of contention, I feel, when it comes to things of spirituality and religion space. It's very something that is very out there, very like we cannot really put a pen on it. That's something that's not that tangible, being such a contentious point in mm -hmm. many conversations. Yep, I, I fully agree. I, even like, you know, when I speak to my grandparents, obviously, they're a little bit more religious, and they're all out. So I think it also depends, like the way you were raised, obviously, like, you know, my parents were pretty relaxed with me, but some of my friends or even like my grandparents, obviously, they were their parents were a lot more like, almost like forced religion onto them. Mm hmm. And I think that's the thing. Like, I think like with anything, especially when you're a parent, I think forcing anything is really bad because the more you force someone to do it, the less they're going to do it, I find. Yeah. And that goes with religion because nowadays, you know, even though my parents never forced it on me, I love listening to like Hindu, like bhajans or like songs or, you know, religious chants, things like that. Just even my day to day life where I'm on Spotify, I'm like, I get tired of listening to those kinds of music. I'll listen to religious songs. Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's it's always nice to have you know that that, that uh, like we've talked about the last couple of weeks just connecting with our roots and culture and just in even in this religious topic i think that's a way i do it because it feels like i'm connecting to you know my parents my grandparents and my religion a little bit more when i listen to songs like that oh hands down hands down and like going from there, like, yeah, like anything that's being forced upon it can either have two results either you really continue doing it like that or you're put the other way I've never found someone to be in the middle when they're forced upon something um but yeah absolutely I know and I completely relate to it and I think honestly it makes it such a they make it they make this such a pop like people out there politicians institutions everyone they make such uh, like I said such a contentious point when it comes to topics like this but at the end of the day 
how spiritual you are or how religious you do like to be comes down to your personal beliefs and it, at the end of the day it's your it's something so personal you know um that in a certain way it is intruding sometimes in someone's spiritual or faith journey to trying to impose them something different um that is just uh, kind of like my point of view that like the way I practice my Catholicism, it's personal to me uh, compared to other people. And in a certain way, being spiritual, being religious, there's no right or wrong way because there's no guidebook <laughs> to it. Yeah. Maybe you have, yeah, I have the Bible to be my guidebook. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I know the Bible was written by men. So. <laughs> that's just my thought that's just my thought maybe some people might think that the bible it's a given gift from god which i can agree with that point of view but for me i also know that based on history and the facts as a science person i know there's things in there that were written by men and that the bible is a changing book like when you translate it from one language to another there's things that got lost in translation and also i tried to apply it to my modern day when there's people that try to apply it as to when the period that it was written on which it's two different ways to approach it neither of them is right or wrong we just have different ways on interpreting the bible yep i agree with you and that's that's with any religious scriptures you know like you have to and i think this also goes back to the conversation we had about the second amendment is you know things evolve over time the world changes over time so you can't expect to do things nowadays that were happening, you know, thousands of years ago, you have to learn to adapt and stuff. And some religion, religious, you know, people or religions is not okay with that because they say religion, you have to follow it the way it was meant. But then, you know, back in the day, they didn't have the technology we have today, the, you know, the, even the human rights that we have today compared to back in the day, right? Like you said. Yeah. It, it yeah. is very, very like patriarchal. So. And I think that's like a big, like, that's what, once again, that put the, point of contention right it's just like at the end of the day like people still want power and they use some of these scriptures to hold on to power too um because these scriptures are seen as sacred seen as holy um but at the end of the day uh, you know time and context evolves so i think honestly sometimes the best way to practice religion is yeah hold on to some hold on to the core or what like and this is just my opinion it's not the way to do it uh like i said everyone practices and follows it the way they want but how i see spiritualism the way i see my religion is i take the core of it what does this mean at the very core what is the belief what's the principle what's the moral here and then apply it to my reality what the context is that i'm living in because that's the way I want to practice. And that's the way I want to live my spiritualism and my religion. Um, some people might be different and that's completely fine. But I think when people, when we take it and people want to try those principles in a public setting, in a way that it's gonna affect thousands and millions of people, then that needs to be taken and put into the modern context. It cannot be applied to when it was like thousands of years ago, because like you mentioned, times were different. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's with anything in life, you know, just you have to be aware of your situation, other people's situation. And obviously, you know, that's not going to go through all to all the religious leaders and religion because there's still so much hatred and even, you know, literally like 
deep, deep hatred among um, different religions and whatever it is. But I think, you know, it's just for the future generations and going forward, I feel like you can, you can still follow a religion without hurting other people at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, um, it's what you believe in. So uh, don't, in a certain way, don't get into someone else's religion. That's not your place. And for you, same, set out that boundary so people don't get into yours, you know? Exactly, absolutely. Uh, and just have an open mind. That's honestly, with almost anything, have an open mind about it. Don't be so narrow-minded about it because that's where conflict arises from. <laughs> yep yep i fully agree but other than that any final thoughts for shank um i think you know like like with everything we've talked about in the podcast i think for i know you know especially for me and even andreas like i think our intention is just you know do you do what makes you happy but don't hurt other people and that especially with religion i think that goes a long way because yeah we all have our opinions we all have to you know follow different guidelines but Even then, I think you can do a lot of good in this world by just helping others, you know, being there for others, as well as yourself. So I think at the end of the day, religious is just one of the many tools we have to, you know, to help ourselves get through this thing called life. Oh, I would say amen here, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, absolutely. It's just, like you said, another coping mechanism that we have. And one of those that, if anything, truly brings hope. to millions of people, no matter what form of religion or what religion you practice. At the end of the day, I think, honestly, religion when, it might have a lot of cons, but one of the biggest pros, and I think that's where I will end my part, is one of the biggest pros that it gives to people is hope. And I think in these daring times, that's what a lot of people are asking for is hope. And somehow religion is able to provide that to them. Yep, I definitely agree. All right, so Prashant, let's wrap up this up uh, in this very deep conversation. <laughs> let's bring it up a little bit, suffers level again. So what are you looking forward for this upcoming week? So this week, I will be embarking on my two weeks Europe trip, uh, you know, going over to Iceland, Norway, Finland, Sweden, Denmark. So looking, absolutely looking forward to that. Um, a little bit of background. So I had originally planned this trip. I don't know if, if I mentioned this in the last episode, but I'm going to repeat it anyway. So I had been planning this trip in 2018, 2019. But at that time, the Boeing 737 MAX 8 crashed. So they had to ground all those planes. And the flight at that time that I was supposed to take, um, well, not supposed to take, that I was planning to take when I was planning the trips was from Edmonton to, to Iceland. And it was the same flights. So then when they grounded all those flights, the prices got a lot more expensive. you know, because they had less of a supply. And I think a couple of years later, WOW Air also, you know, they don't exist anymore. So mm -hmm. it was just getting up there and I had to push it back, push it back. But I'm finally doing it. So definitely looking forward to it. One of the tips that I have for this is save up a little bit of money because Scandinavia, these Nordic countries, they are very, very expensive. Not just the hotel, but even car rentals. Like, you know, just to give an example, We want to do a road trip around Iceland and it's like minimum 150 to 200 a day just for a car rental. So absolutely, definitely one of the more expensive places and even to like, you know, eat and whatever. Definitely save up a little bit more. Um, I think we're in a good place. You know, we both, Grima and I have both saved up a little bit and it'll be nice to go out there, explore those countries. 
and then be back in Ottawa after a couple of weeks. But for right now, the next week and the week after that, definitely looking forward to that. How about you, Andres? What are you looking forward to for the upcoming week? Uh, for the upcoming week, what I'm looking forward to it is um, is Oshiaga. So Oshiaga is happening this weekend, three days. Uh, I'm going all three days. So let's see if at my age I can survive a festival. <laughs> um, we'll see how it goes. I'm very excited for it. Like once again, I haven't been to a festival in since 2019, I went to an EDM one in Calgary back then. Um, so I'm very excited again to be back in the huge crowd, music scene, everyone just loving it. Um, so I'm very excited for uh, for Oshiaga. Got a couple of outfits planned. Uh, I'm that person. I am that person that will try to put an out very good. Not I wouldn't say very good, but I will make an effort to put an outfit together uh, to go to uh to a festival so i'm very very excited about that um not excited about uh moving that's something i'm really not looking forward to but excited about Oshaga and excited because it is my i have a week of vacation that i asked for during my practicum so excited to enjoy that uh, uh in montreal maybe explore a little bit more of quebec there's so many natural things to explore so maybe maybe take on like a day trip somewhere but yeah seem so far I hope it is a good week. Absolutely. I think, you know, we'll both have a lot of fun. And then you'll have to let us know how the music con Oshiga goes. Absolutely. And like, I mean, you'll have to keep us updated on how the trip is going. Absolutely. I'm hoping to record a couple of podcast episodes during my trip. Hopefully, you know, I think for the most part, looking at the schedule, I think it should be okay. So definitely we'll update as I go along or... Maybe I'll keep everything a secret until I come back because then we can fill the whole episode of me just talking. Hey, you know, sometimes I need a break. So I think, <laughs> I think that's good. Uh, but yeah, well, overall, so Prashank, where can our listeners find us? So like always, you know, if you have any comments, con concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, on our Two Average Brown Bros handle. Hit us up. Talk to us about your religion, if you're religious or not, or if you have faith in you know something else out there or if you don't believe in anything at all you know let us know and also if you want to talk about upcoming summer plans summer trips music festivals whatever it is let us know hit us up let's talk exactly especially as like so sad to say but it's when the summer is wrapping up we'll, we'll end to hear of everyone but other than that thanks for catching us up with another episode of the two average members podcast and we'll uh, catch us up next episode with a brand new episode this one is going to get very interesting so i uh, recommend everyone catching up to that one but other than that have an amazing week and catch us up next week with a brand new episode bye see ya